Welcome to the Revolution Church Podcast. this old seven inch box but it was really destroyed in the back so look I put space duct tape <laughs> and a PIL sticker yeah if you need me for crafts and arts I, 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 I do commissions <laughs> so somebody really dug this I like their Whatever their initials were going on here, it's pretty awesome. 99 cents. It's, it's broken. We're going to do something fun with this. So good morning. The final frontier. That will be no good on the uh, podcast. All right. Well, welcome. Good morning, everyone. Um, kids woke up on time. Kiddos are here. They're in their room. Um... Had to, had to pause Moana, but the scene with the crab, I don't know if you guys have seen Moana, but uh, this, the crab is my favorite, the big gold crab. He's hilarious. He's awesome. <laughs> um, because I'm shining. Anyway, here we are, the dream we all dream of. Um, all right, guys. Well, let's Hopefully this is thing still on. Um, asked my son not to come out this time and act like I never take care of him. I think last time he came out, he was like, "Can I have a crumb of bread and a drip of water for my tongue?" They like, excuse me, they like to be dramatic. I have no idea where they get that from. Um. All right. Well, are you ready? <laughs> are you ready? <laughs> So we didn't finish Galatians 5 last week, lucky you, um, really is lucky because we're gonna, we're just gonna hit the end of Galatians 5, I wanna wait uh, till we hit 6 next week, but there's a lot of ground to cover, um, as always, honestly I, I would just, I've really stretched this one out long, I mean we're in March now, it's March and we're still doing Galatians. There's only six chapters. I think I've, uh, I think I'm hitting mega pastor series status at this point. Um, this would be really cool on cassettes. <laughs> the Galatians collection on cassette for your donation of $1,000. You can join the Galatians nation. <laughs> um, it's a little too spot on, I think, right? Well, we end... We ended in Galatians um, 15, which is one of my favorite, Galatians 5.15, which is one of my favorite um, verses. And, I mean, actually, like, 
11, 14 sums it up. So let's just read that for a second and, and, and look at this and see what happens. Um, for the whole law can be summed up in a single commandment. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. 15. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by one another. And, and I, and I want to talk about that for a second because it's like, when we go after people, when we want to be biting to people and, and, and hurt them and when we hurt each other and destroy each other's lives and, you know, you don't know what anybody's going through. But if you think about, if you think about how hard life is for people, you know, and how hard life is getting for a lot of us even more, um, you know, I mean, with everybody's talking about gas prices. I mean, yeah, I mean, my gas went up last, the week before it was 50 and to fill it up this week because, you know, my kids, I have to take my kids all over the place to take mini to ballet after this. Um, from 50 to fill up to 70. So t up 20 bucks already. Um, you know, and I just drive like a small VW. I don't even know what it's called. Um, pilot, no, no, that's a Honda. Anyway, I drive a small VW, you know, hatchback um, because I'm still a teenager, has stickers on the back and everything. Um, and a big dent in the back because somebody hit me and I just didn't want to take the time to deal with it. Uh, you read too much philosophy, you really start stop caring about certain things and it's really bad. You're like, oh, you, I don't care. It's just a car, whatever. Um, you almost, you know, become Buddhist in a way. But yeah, so, but people like, so we're dealing with financial crisis. Obviously gas is a huge deal. Um, I wanted to maybe fly across country uh, to see some family and the ticket was 700 bucks, you know? So, so we're all kind of going through it, right? Um, you know, we're having to make sacrifices, having to tighten our belts and do things like that. So uh, I think relationships are hard enough to have. Um, with friends and family, much less your enemies, you know? And now we have a lot more contact with our enemies through social media, through things like that, where we're judging each other, we're all constantly taking, you know, a stand. It's crazy to me how loyal we are to, to politicians. I mean, it really, I mean, I know I'm probably preaching to the choir here, but it really is like, how we'll, we'll fight friends defending politicians, you know? Um, like, I'm not going to go, I'm not going to fight my friends because of Joe Biden. I don't want to fight with you over Joe Biden, you know? Um, but, I mean, arguments are well. Like I said, like last week we talked about arguing well. And then when we don't bite and devour one another, we can have good arguments. Like, I had an argument with a friend of mine about the, um, just an online friend of mine about the um, don't say gay bill. They thought, well, it's only for, you know, it's only kindergarten to third grade. And they were saying why they thought it wasn't a bad thing. And, um, but I have kids that are older, you know, and I mean, by older, I mean six and four, you know, uh, my kids are already, you know, 
talk about transgender issues or ask <laughs> issues, they don't get into the issues, but they've said transgender to me and they've talked about that and things like that. So these are things that come up. And they have kids with two mommies and two daddies. And um, the point is, I'm not trying to get my point across. The point was, is we argued well. And when we realized that there wasn't really any fruit coming from that argument at that moment, we just kind of laid back and started talking about something we were both into. You know what I mean? It's like, hey, we can pause this and come back when we're not feeling emotional or we're not feeling heated because we don't want to hurt each other. This, you know, it's cool to be friends, you know, because, um, you know, this friend of mine, he's just been blocked by a bunch of our mutual friends because everybody's like, oh, I think they're conservative or I think this or that. You know what I mean? And it's like, so they've been like, I, I don't talk to that person anymore. And, even, and they know it. They're like, man, these people, are, you know, and to me, I'm like, man, Dude, I don't agree with everything you say, but I see the bigger picture, and I'm willing to argue if you want to argue and talk about this shit. But it's a, you know it's a small part of my life, but it's I think it's you know our friendship. But it's you know if we want to talk about this stuff, we can do it. We can do it well, and we can do it without destroying each other. Um, we can confront people's failures without destroying them. Um, we can we you know, and people say, well, there's got to be a price to pay, but how high is the price? You know. I don't know why every time we want to set this high price of like complete destruction. And I think what hap we have to look at is look at ourselves and go, why am I so freaking angry? You know, why am I so mad that when someone messes up that I don't know about, that I don't know even that well, I want them to be destroyed? Or why am I so loyal to a politician or a political party, you know, that don't do half the things they promise. You know, why am I not really actually working on keeping my own group accountable to the things that they say they're going to do rather than worried about what the other group is saying they're going to do? You know, um, you know, it's the whole, whole plank eye, you know, the plank in your eye, you know, worry about the speck in your own eye, then maybe you can get your log out of your friend's eye. You know, it's like, we, we often forget to, to, to watch ourselves. And I'd say that to me right now, like for that verse at the end of uh, 14 and 15 of 5, are, are probably the two biggest ones, the two most relevant things right now that, that, that I think we're dealing with as, a, as this country, you know, and, and as the world is, becomes more and more divided, is how we are going to handle division. And um, if we can sit down and argue well and have tough conversations. Um, I saw... Uh, different politicians talking about the war that, that's going on and ways to stop it and how, you know, and, and a lot of it could be stopped and avoided if there, people could sit down and have conversations, but people aren't willing to do that. Um, I know it seems simple. I'm just a simple man, but uh, it's something for us to think about and think about how we treat each other in the world. And how the church treats each other. I mean, church is known for biting and devouring one another and destroying each other. And it makes me sick, you know? And that's, you know, it's so weird how we all get really excited about that. It's like we're like sharks when there's blood in the water. Um, and, and I just think what we need to be doing is finding, maybe to find, using that energy to find places where people need us. You know, people suffering from mental health issues, people suffering from loss, people dealing with financial issues. If you're financially well off, maybe you could help people right now, you know, or maybe you could just be a voice to listen to, you know, maybe you're good with a budget and you help somebody deal with that. You know, I mean, we need each other and there's good ways that we can help each other. Um, 
you know? Or even things like, you know, seeing like, you know, let's say you're a, a conservative and you see a liberal critique something that you actually agree with the critique, you know? Get in on that. You know, hey, I agree with that. That's something that I think we could change and make better. You know I mean? Like, how can we do that? How can we work together to do that? Because the next thing that goes crazy, there might be a good conversation there. You know, it's good to know people. That's what community is about, and that's what Paul is showing us in Galatians: is that it's this is this, this is dire need for this community to not destroy each other, to not kill each other, to live with their differences and respect those differences. Even though just earlier on, he said, "I wish those in the the uh, that want you to be <laughs> circumcised would castrate themselves." So he has a bit of a temper too, you know. And I think in a good argument, there should be room for that, but there should be room. For, uh, and then pull back because what does he do? He goes, well, you should be castrated. And then he goes, well, what's really important is loving your neighbor as yourself. Like as a speaker, I'd say he probably would not, you know, as a, as a, a master debater, <laughs> I don't think he would probably get a good grade on this argument <laughs> when he goes from, I wish you'd be castrated. But what's really important is that we love each other. Um, but that's Paul and that's the book we got. Um, but what we're going to get into the rest of here is, is, um, in 16, Paul says, Live by the Spirit, I say, and do not gratify the desires of the flesh. Uh-oh. This is when the, the numbers drop. That's when I start talking about sin. Um, <laughs> but we're going to talk about this list here and how this list came about in a second. Um, For what the flesh desires is opposed to the spirit, and what the spirit desires is opposed to the flesh. For these are opposed to each other, to prevent you from doing what you want. Um, and a lot of people feel that uh, that the Apostle Paul really had a good insight on um, psychology as far as the unconscious. Because he talks a lot about this inner fight, this inner struggle. And I don't know if you know much about the unconscious, um, Jung and Freud both talk about it, so you don't have to, you can pick one of those guys. You don't have to pick who I would tell you to pick Freud, <clears throat> but both of them talk about it, and the unconscious is real, and how the unconscious sometimes is is until we really get to be comfortable with it and try to understand it, it's often at war with us and 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 causing us to to self de defeat ourselves. I I think a prime example would be um, Jerry Falwell Jr. posting up more than once regrettable pictures on Instagram, you know? That would be what some people would call a Freudian slip in a way that he just unconsciously was like, how do I stop doing this? How do I destroy myself? Because this isn't what I want to do with my life, <laughs> you know? This is just a job. I'm not happy. You know, it would be a way of self-sabotage. And so sometimes we do that. Um, I, I've had issues in my own life where I did that in relationships, where it was a self-sabotaging relationship, and I had to realize that this was something that I was doing unconsciously. And when I, when it, when I actually learned it through a dream that I kept having, that this is what I was doing, I was able to pull back and change the nature of the relationship that I was in, and I stopped setting myself up to be disappointed. Um, I had more to do with it than you would expect. That's a lot about what's, what's, what Paul talks about and what we're talking about here is kind of this Freudian unconscious idea. Hey, shh. What's wrong, Minnie? Sorry, everybody. Okay. All right. Well, I'll talk, I'll talk to Milo in a minute once I'm done talking here, okay? You guys play nice, each other, okay? Milo? Be good. 
here I am. Minnie was frustrated with her brother. See, we're having conflict. I'm, I'm solving conflict as we talk about it right now. So when he says the spirit, I mean, it could be the unconscious does what the unconscious doesn't want to do. You know? Yeah, my kids are adorable, everybody. They're amazing. They're fantastic. Um, I, I honestly want this to always be a church where it's like, he, he misses services because of his kids. His kids come out and talk. Yeah, but just imagine what he went through when he was a kid. You know, and then you go like, oh, yeah, our kids are way more valuable than any job we could ever have, even if we're pastors. Just close the door for Dad. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Well, there you go. Um, they are great, though. So back to the spirit. The spirit is, in some ways, could be seen as also the unconscious, you know, and self-sabotaging and things we do to hurt each other's ourselves. Uh, I mean, addiction is often a prime example of that as well, is, you know, addiction... We're trying to escape for something that creates even a worse problem within us confronting that, you know. Um, so the escape actually then becomes the thing that destroys us. So Paul goes on to say, but if you're led by the spirit, you are not subject to the law. So Paul's really trying to be like, we got to, you know, Paul does not like the law anymore, as we see here very clearly. Now, the works of the flesh are obvious, and so he goes into those. Now, this is what's interesting about the works of the flesh is, like, we think we have a corner, like, oh, with Judaism and Christianity, we have all the ideas. But this list is a Greco-Roman list of what Christians started working in. It was a list of... Um, check my notes I, I took here um, I mean it's a it's a vice and virtue list that's commonly used by Greco-Roman people in time that Christians really brought into their own faith so this wasn't just like it was handed down from the hands of God and given to us to say these things are bad like we do but this is a vice and virtue tradition and some are relevant as they were then and some of them are not as relevant as we'll see so let's, let's look at these obvious lists. The works of the flesh are obvious. Fornication. Impurity. Like, impurity. Seriously. That, could it be more vague? Could it be more vague? Um, liciousness. Idolatry. Sorcery. Animities, which you can have to Google. I Googled that last time I did this, and now I've already forgot what it was again. Strife. Oh, strife. Oh, interesting. You know, everybody's like, wants to talk about fornication um, because they're jealous that they're not fornicating. Um, but <laughs> we don't talk a lot about strife and jealousy. Um, anger. Quarrels. You hear this? Quarrels. Dissension is another one. Dissension is another one. That's, that's not good. Factions. Creating factions. Creating small groups. Hmm. That think they're right and everybody else is wrong. Envy. Obviously. Oh, I want to look like that person. Oh, I want what they have. Oh, I, you know. I mean, I was thinking about today, if I, if I traveled in time, what would I do? And one of my first thoughts was like, lottery numbers. Um... Drunkenness, carousing, 
I'm an introvert, so I don't do a lot of carousing, but I have caroused before, and I will say I, I, I do enjoy a good carouse. Um, and things like these. I'm warning you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And, you know, I know that you guys probably are familiar with my own sin that is very obvious uh, and is pointed out here very clearly is sorcery. I, 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 you know, I see a pointy hat and, you know, my, 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 my crystal ball and it just does something inside me. And so these are sort of, this is why kids would be like, oh, you know. Uh, what's the matter? Harry Potter is satanic, all this stuff. But what this list is one is one that was a vice and virtue list that Greco-Romans practiced, and it was very typical. Now, I'm going to go through just a couple of these to prove to us why these are issues. Um, I don't think having a partner and, 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 and being intimate with your partner is considered fornication. I think what they mean by fornication and by drunkenness and by carousing is when this becomes the escape. You know, when it's like, I'm going to go down to the bar because I'm really mad that these guys aren't getting, uh, you know, circumcised. You know, next thing you know, you're in a ditch drunk because you're so angry about the circumcision and you're carousing and you're not taking care of your family. I mean, the point here of these things is there's a reason that these things can become master our life. Uh, a lot of us who are in 12-step programs know that there's these, all these things uh, for a particular type of person uh, is like just like lighting a match to a firecracker, you know, like a row of firecrackers. And I think that's why Paul is trying to cover every area here, you know. Um, obviously, uh, sorcery one is a joke, but I, I think it's interesting to put this, this list also within the context of the time that was written and to the culture it was written because to the Gauls, sorcery was not... An odd thing to practice, you know, especially like land and sea and fire and the, the elements and, you know, so sorcery for them and, and, and things like that wasn't that far off. So what he's like, hey, you guys, you know, don't, don't, don't overkill on the sorcery. Idolatry, I mean, that was also one that was more for, for folks like this is like the idols. I mean, uh, the Gauls were really into idols, you know, and things like, and the images of, different images of God, um, and what God looked like, and Christians, of course, and, and Judaism didn't have idols, but the interesting, there's an interesting side note to that, is that, because I think what you find out is, you could never create the image, and for, for, for the true image of God, is I believe when we see Christ crucified on the cross, um, was not a really happy one, and wasn't a really powerful one, and matter of fact, was mocked quite a bit uh, for people who served the crucified God. So it's pretty interesting, right? Jealousy, anger, quarrels, dissension, and factions, and envy. Um, so I think we can see how the factions, uh, the ones that we're going to choose to focus on here, uh, someone just wrote that their daughter is a practicing witch. Um, I, I honestly would have to take that type of thing on a one-on-one -on -one basis. I don't know. I have lots of people and lots of friends who tell me they're witches and, and Satanists and things like that. And... I learn new things about them all the time. Um, it's not my bag. It's not my thing. And I'm not a big person to judge other people for, their, for what they're into, to be honest with you. Um, I just try to love people where they're at. Um, and Jay, you just need to preach harder against sin. 
Well, the sin that I am preaching against is, is, is I've got a few here. Uh, the factions and, and, and the discord and the quarreling and the jealousy and the strife and the anger, uh, uh, you know. Um, I would even say, like, the drunkenness. You know, I'm not talking about going out and having a few drinks and you get buzzed and you have a good time. I mean, I'm talking about the drunkenness that I've, I've seen destroy people's lives. Also, drug addiction that I've seen for, for destroy people's lives. Um, I've lost friends to alcoholism. I've lost friends to drug addiction. And I've seen the pain in their lives. And honestly, if you ever needed a reason for good, uh, a good health law, a good law that allows us to have health care in this country, I think we would also need to have mental health care in this country. Because I see so many people who would value so much from having the right care, mental health care uh, in their lives or their right to be able to get sober and things like that. Um, I've had a friend who just had to leave the city because all the rehabs that are affordable are completely filled up in, in this city. So, um, so they had to leave and go somewhere else in order to, to do rehab uh, because they couldn't afford it here because all the affordable stuff is completely packed out with human beings. Um, so I've seen the destruction that these things can cause. Um, but it's just funny that most of us uh, growing up, if we grew up in the church, you grew up in, in religious Christianity, uh, especially confessional Christianity of any type, the ones that people really focus on are usually like the obvious, the sexual sins, you know, or the, you know, um, you know, fornication is really that. The fornication and drunkenness seems to be the two that, that people will go after the most. <laughs> At least they did when I was growing up. No one seemed to go after like the factions or the anger or the jealousy or the things like that because most people were practicing that. I mean, even at my most successful um, doing revolution, which was in Atlanta, um, and had a great congregation, had a staff, had offices. It was awesome. There was still a church that was cool and it had a coffee shop. It wasn't kind of like my flow, but I was still jealous of because even some of my people went there because ours met at a different time. Went there, I was like, man, not only do they have a ton of people, they have my people. People come to my church, go to their church, you know? And there was that little bit of enviness and jealousy in my life, you know? Um, me and the pastor end up meeting and becoming friends, but for a time, I, you know, and now I look back and be like, man, I would love to have that, the congregation I had back then. I mean, it was, I'm jealous of the past, Jay, you know? Um, and jealousy and envy, you know, I mean, they make you sometimes not be who you are. That's, that's why I sometimes struggle with capitalism is because it gives us this desire to be something that we're not and to create an image and to be something that the world wants us to be or what fashion magazines tell us to be or what, you know, whatever uh, tribe we're a part of holds to the standard of beauty and success wants us to be. And, and, and you have to let that go, you know, because I realized one day that I was envying a bunch of people that were miserable and also had a bunch of crap that I would never want and lived the way that I would never want. You know what I mean? I'm like, oh, you've got this great house and, and a beautiful lawn. Well, I don't want a lawn. I have had a lawn before. I've mowed lawns. I really don't enjoy mowing lawns, you know, and, and I've shoveled snow and had all that stuff, and it was like, this isn't for me, you know? But then you just forget, and then you look back and go, oh, wow, that's really, that's success. And you're like, how is that success, Jay? You live in an apartment. You don't have to worry about those things. You're able to live your life. And it helps you accept who you are when you're not caught up in jealousy and envy and allows you to be true to yourself. 
you know um i've always thought i was really lucky that i like like dickies and like converse and things like that because i probably will never end up on preachers and sneakers because i don't have really i don't have taste and really expensive shoes but if i did and i made enough money i would probably be on teachers preachers and sneakers you know um so we all we're all not you know i just think about it before you judge others think about it before you envy others and look at what you envy and then realize um, that it's not a get out of mental health or mental illness or depression thing, you know, when you take a closer look. Um, some of these friends who I, I, I was jealous of for years live very mundane lives where they, you know, nine to five aren't happy with their lives, but they can go on vacation wherever they want, you know, so it's, it's tough. Anyway. So one of our, our big things here are obviously dissension, factions, quarrels, anger, jealousy, um, maliciousness. Uh, those are all the obvious ones. And, um, but Paul says, envy and drunkenness and carousing, he ends there and goes, and things like these, I'm warning you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, one of the things I want to talk about that I think is important to mention here is, gosh, I was at, I, this was 20 years ago, probably. Um, and I was uh, going to speak at a church in Georgia, right outside of Atlanta. And um, for this friend of mine, he was a bishop. And... I was, he wanted me to come do a Galatians talk. I mean, so I've been rolling with Galatians for a long time. And I was studying Galatians, and I was actually right here at this point of Galatians, this very verse. His name was uh, uh, Bishop Huskins, David Huskins. And he has passed away since, but great guy, really great guy, really helped me out a lot. Um, and I said, listen, David, my issue with Galatians is this is my, my problem. This is my like Achilles heel for Galatians. So it says it will not inherit the kingdom of God. And these people I'm like, so how would any of us inherit the kingdom of God? You know, this is impossible because all of us have things on this list. And, um, and he goes, yeah, he's like, you know, this is Paul just trying to say, keep an eye on these things. Watch these things in your life. Don't let them become basically idols. And I'm like, yeah, but that's still, you know, a lot of us do let them become idols, you know, and, and what, is everybody going to go to hell? And uh, he said, Jay, this is not a, this verse is, has nothing to do with heaven and hell. He's like, you're, you're misinterpreting kingdom of God. And it blew my mind because he's like, you know how kingdom of God is on heaven as it, on earth as it is in heaven? Because it's the fruits of the spirit. He's like, because if you just go a little bit further, Paul starts talking about the fruits of the Spirit. He's like, this is not about salvation. But I remember 20 years ago thinking, like, this was it. Because I had actually had this verse used against me a million times up to that point um, by people who were even, like, um, like progressive Christians. I remember, like, well, you know what the Bible says about that, you know. When I, when I had my robe with the moon and the stars on it. You know, Jay, that sorcery, <laughs> not going to heaven. I was sober at the time, so I didn't have the drunken, but I probably the carousing, and I was married, so I wasn't fornicating at the time, but had I not been married, had I not been through 12-step, I would have probably been drunken and been fornicating. Um, no, but, so I said, this is really, this, this is a shock, and, and when he told me that, 
it was another step in my evolution of my what I believe about Christianity, what I understand about Christianity, and, and it really was a big step for me because it was like, oh, you know, now like heaven and hell aren't things I think about very often at all. I, I don't believe in a literal hell, and I've done, and that simply came from a, a word study, you know, and then studying the histories of those words. I mean, a simple word study with, uh, I believe it was Hebrew at the time that I was studying the Hebrew definitions and maybe Aramaic, but just the traditions and, and what's behind those words and what they meant. And I was like, oh. And then the idea of what fire meant to people 2,000 years ago, you know, depending to what it meant to us. And anyway, so I was like, okay, well, th this idea of eternal damnation doesn't make any sense. Um, and sometimes heaven doesn't make sense to me. But I do believe in life before death and that we need to live well and that these verses and these talks give us that ability to live well and to treat each other well. And if there is a glory land, I am really excited to hug my mama's neck again and sit down with a lot of beautiful people. Um, but I got a lot of questions. Um, <laughs> so it says that we're not here at the kingdom of God. So then when we jump into 22, it says, by contrast, the fruits of the Spirit. So what he's saying is the fruits of the Spirit are the contrast of these things. Um, is love. Now, what's funny, I'm going to do one more thing, is when it says, um, when it says anger or fact, you know, I, I like the fact that Paul gives this list right after he said he wished a whole group of people would be castrated, you know, like that's a, I think he had a moment of being angry. So it's not saying that we're going, you know, the, you're going to be saints and these are the rules and if you do follow these and then do this, because all that does is create a new law, okay, that creates a new law. But now he's going to give you a reason of why these things, if they become to master you and become idols in your life, what they steal from you, what they take from your process of living. And for me, I had to go to psychiatrists. I had to see an analyst. I had to sit down with an analyst and have like dreams and talked about and interpreted and realize like, oh, I'm doing some of these things. Oh, this is why I'm doing some of these things in my life, you know? I mean, sometimes there's deeper issues and deeper reasons, uh, deeper cause and effect within us that we don't even realize. I mean, things from when we were childhood that we just, you know, we just pushed down, you know, and people make it act like it's just this willy-nilly thing. And we don't realize that there's something deep within us that's trauma within us that's affecting us and driving us into a certain direction. And until we face that trauma and deal with that trauma, it's always going to show up. It's always, it's like when you don't mourn, you know, if you don't mourn somebody, right away and you take a few years, that morning will show up in all these different issues in your life, all these different areas in your life, that, that, that pain and that mourning. I remember I, I really didn't mourn my first divorce and my mother's death for like three years. And then this one little thing happened, the breakup, and I just went down a spiral. And to be honest with you, I dealt with it a bit then, but still took a few more years to really process the loss that happened within those two weeks. I mean, really like a week and a half, you know, the, the, the losing two of the most important women in my life, uh, two of the foundations that I really leaned on in my life uh, affected me, losing one to death and, and one to, to, to divorce. Um, but by contrast, the fruits of the Spirit are love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, generosity, faithfulness, 
gentleness, and self-control. Now, if you think about these things, you can almost you know, pick which is the opposite to the, the, the vice list. You can go to, you put the virtues and the vices kind of against each other and next to each other. You can write out, okay, you know, this, you know, anger is, is not uh, gentleness, you know, they're, they're, they, you know, they don't work together. Um, it doesn't mean they cannot coexist. Of course, they're going to have to coexist together because I think they're both uh, permanent riders on our bus of life. Um, but how do we get those two together? And how do we get those two together, I think, and, and make them uh, embrace the contradictions of those two and then find a way of maybe like, I don't know, arguing well. You know, there you go. You take the, the gentleness and you take the anger and you put those together and they go, oh, they don't really work. But then you go up higher and say, no, we're going to argue well. So we're going to be gentle yet firm. Maybe a bit angry, but yet peaceful and loving. You know, boom, 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 boom. And then that's where the contradiction comes in. That's where the dialect can live and become truth and create a higher truth. So, there are no laws against such things, Paul says. And those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with their passions and desires. If you live by the Spirit, let us also be guided by the Spirit. Let us not become concerned competing against one another envying one another. So obviously Paul saw a bigger issue here as well, as that not only, and this is usually what, there's something a little bit deeper at, at, at the depth of this disagreement that's happening here with the Gauls and with the Judaizers, is he's, he's, he's subtly letting us know that not, you know, it wasn't just the disagreements between these, there was some jealousy there. There was some comparing there. Uh, there was some envying of each other's lives. You know, you know I, mean, maybe, I mean, I could see how if I was a Gaul, I'd be like, oh, well, aren't they God's chosen and they're doing all this? Oh, why can't I be one of them? You know, and them going like, oh, these guys have always been free and now they don't have to do the things that we've done all this time. Somebody sent me a meme and it's the really annoyed guy at the baseball game and he's like, and it's like, the guy who got circumcised the day before Paul's letter was arrived, before the, the letter to Galatian arrived. And he's like, really annoyed. Um, and that's the idea, is that so there was obvious, even deeper in the rooted issues, I would say, was the, the conceited people saying, well, we're the perfect people, you know, um, the competing with each other of who are really the children of God, who have the real message, who do, you know, um, that it was really about the conflict of, 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 of feeling better than the other person, of feeling more like that will give me completeness, like that will give me the wholeness. And that's when we try to fill that hole uh, with, and, and that's why I've talked a little bit about uh, capitalism and things like that, because it offers us this promise of, of, of making us complete. Um, sometimes the idea that if we're better than other people, this is why you argue with people so much and, and throw people under the bus and, and destroy people's lives over really weird things, um, is because we think that somehow that gives us the moral high ground. Um, but through that, there's jealousy, there's envy, there's strife, there's all sorts of lots of insecurities within that. And, and I like because uh, Peter Rollins talks about this, is that the idea of Christianity is, is not to to be, have wholeness, is not to feel completeness, it's not to have that, that whole filled, it's to live with that incompleteness and to know it's there and knowing that really nothing is gonna fill that. You know, it's, it's when we try to 
to find that, that thing. Um, I'm forgetting all my philosophy words right now, but, you know, the, the object of desire, you know, that we think will make us happy. And as long as we don't have it, that can usually stay there for a while. But when we get it, usually there becomes another object that we want. Um, object petite, I think, is one of them. Um, but this idea that it'll, it'll make us whole or complete. And he's saying when you Christians, you die to yourself and do all these things, it's realizing that you're, nothing's going to make you whole, nothing's going to make you complete. Um, and, and I think all these things that Paul is saying, like, you know, well, maybe if I did magic, or maybe if I had the right God, the right idol, or, you know, if I have the right enemies, you know, or maybe if I had what they had, you know, or maybe if we just did a small group of people and we would all just be right, and then we would just be the superior people. You know, I grew up being a skateboarder in the 80s and 90s, and I think we always, skateboarders always were like, we are the shit, you know. <laughs> um, but, you know, this idea of, like, somehow bringing us wholeness and completeness. You see what I'm saying? So, so I, I think here it is that you have people on both sides trying to feel good enough trying to feel complete, you know, trying to feel like they've arrived, um, trying to get that impossible object and um, that object of desire that will complete us. And, and what Paul is saying is, is that that's not here, guys. What's important is that you love each other, that you're a community, that you argue well, that you allow each other to have your own things without throwing each other under the bus, without biting and devouring with each other, that you don't let jealousy and quarrels and things like this get in there, um, and that you learn to live together as a community. So that's tough. That's still tough. It's still tough. I mean, I have lots of friends where I wish I had their careers, you know? But I like that he says, you know, he, he, he points out the fact that being competing against one another and having envy is somehow the root of this issue is that they've turned it into a competition and that's we we see that as in our human nature i think through social media is the perfect example of that of this competition of who's the most right who's the most righteous you know um we create facades to get people to create desires that people will want the things that we have you know so on and so forth um, but back to the list, the fruits of the spirit, and then we'll close it up for today. Um, thinking about love and thinking about joy, you know, peace and patience and kindness. You know, I drank for a long time to find peace in my life and, um, but it just brought more destruction, you know, I, to literally be able to sit in a room and talk to people for a long time. When I got sober, I was so antisocial. If you think I'm antisocial now, you should have seen me back then. Um, I just, I could not talk to other people. I struggled to talk to other people and to be friendly and to get to know people. And it was, it was horrible. You know, I was going to AA meetings all the time trying to be like, why am I so miserable? Um, because that was my crutch. But now I've learned how to hang out with people, have a good time, have good conversations, maybe not in giant groups, but still have conversations, still have relationships and things like that. And so these ideas of how do we learn to be, you know, generosity and faithfulness and gentleness and self-control, I guess my, my thing would be is like, I think we're learning to practice those here in this community very well. Um, 
what I want to challenge you though is like this week and next week and the next few days, how do you practice these things? Are, are you being gentle? Are you being kind with people? Are you being patient with people? Are you making allowances for people's faults? Um, people dying for that in relationships and you may be the only chance that people get for that. So that's what I want to encourage you guys to do is, is look at the fruits of the spirit and how do we imply those in life and maybe look at the other, the vice issue and go like, how are, what, are any of those vices stealing those things from my life? Because that might be a complete example of when those things become dangerous and when those things become things that really need to be looked upon is if, you know, if you're doing those things, <clears throat> to find these things. Because those things don't give you those things. They might be in your life, but those things aren't what, you know, anger and jealousy and self-righteousness and, and, and you know, and fornication is, should not be what gives you peace, you know. And if that's where you're finding peace, then it might be time to say, what's going on inside me? What can I look at? What can I confront in my own life? So thank you all so much. Here's Minnie. She's going to say goodbye to you all. And thank you all for listening, folks. Um, love you guys a lot. Listen, if you appreciate what we do here at Revolution and you like what we're doing, um, we're always trying to do more, but you can go to revolutionchurch.com and the first top button is donate. The rest is you can watch us on YouTube. You can watch us here on Facebook. Um, listen on Insta uh, not Instagram, on Spotify or Apple or iTunes or whatever. Um, but we do survive by donations. And so if you would consider helping support this church, being generous and helping us make it, especially through this, I know it's tough on everybody, but it's really tough doing this job and uh, taking care of these little ones. All right, love you guys. Thank you. We're gonna, gonna have some snacks, watch some Moana and go do some ballet. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. To make your 100% tax-deductible donation today, please visit revolutionchurch.com donate. You can also learn more by clicking the donate section on the website.